Hello and welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic Podcast. I am your host, Louis McCaffrey, and I am joined by a very energetic panel this, this week. Uh, Chris Bowd. Alright. Brilliant. Uh, Chris O'Mahony. Happening. And uh, Kieran Haran. How you doing? Brilliant. Uh, off to a pretty shite start, to be <laughs> honest with you. Terrible. Um, <laughs> we have a stacked show tonight. We've got loads of stuff stacked. to talk. Yeah, stacked. I thought I'd go over it. Um, so we've got a lot to a lot to discuss. We're going to get right into it. Um, we're not even going to promote it. What? To be honest, ah, Are you sure. Yeah, just as what this week. You know, what I mean, we'll send out an extra tweet. Um, so Celtic three, Ren one, bout. Aye, smashing. Jeez, it's got the entire uh, game. What's going on? Well, what, what did you think about the game? It was alright, wasn't it? No, it was. It was very good. It was. Um, it was weird. It was never went into a European game and just. Obviously, it mattered to finish top of the group, but we were through. It was a it was a bizarre bizarre feeling. Um, shocked when I seen Lewis Morgan in the lineup. Even more shocked two minutes into the game when Andy Nodgeman said Lewis Morgan's playing up front. Um, Are you sleeping? Well, it took a minute or two to see the formation. Oh, right, okay. Fuck's sake. I thought you maybe falling asleep or something. He was giving me a wee nudge. Um, so, Manny, what did you think about the, the line-up when you saw it? Obviously, we had um, Bauer in at right-back, Greg Taylor at left-back, um, and as Bowd mentions, we had uh, Morgan up front. Were you worried a wee bit? I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't a kind of must-win game because we were already through, but I think we all spoke last week about how important it would be to finish the group top. And spoiler alert, we have. So... What did you think when you saw the lineup? Wasn't worried because if you recall last week's pod, I predicted three one. It's not that I predicted; I foreshadowed it. I knew it was going to happen. Therefore, it didn't matter what players we put on the pitch. We were always going to win that game three one. Sure prediction. Do you want actually? Do you want me to actually break it down? Yeah, break it down. Go no, in, in terms of the lineup, um, wasn't too concerned because it, it was. It was a weird one. You obviously with the banning of the the Green Brigade from the stadium. Um, it felt it felt as if we were kind of going through the motions a bit. Um, what was pleasing about it was the fact that even though I think we did to an extent, I don't even think we hit the heights. We still comfortably won the game. Really professional performance. Um, when the play, I mean. We've talked about the fixture congestion that's coming in December. So when I seen that the some of the players. Some of our um, first pick players weren't playing. I wasn't too concerned because we've said it consistently. Some of the players that come in uh, are at a level where they're kind of nipping at the heels of the players in the first team. We concern over Taylor maybe because he'd never played a European game. Um, but nothing major. Um, all in all, I wasn't too bothered and it, it proved to be fine. Kieran, you're a striker at uh, five-a-side at goals level. Um, what did you think of Proven. it? Yeah, Proven. Proven. Oh, aye. Prolific. What did you think of uh, Morgan up top? Do you think? Do you think he's maybe arrived as a Celtic player now? He's maybe seen as a more credible option, and is that role is that where we should be playing him now rather than out wide? Um, it's potentially at the moment one position he can try and force himself into because on the wings we are quite kind of um, over overloaded uh, with players on either side. Um, we've obviously got Bios out injured. Griffiths is still trying to trying to get into kind of a kind of form that can get my start. Um, so he, he, I think I remember was it the beginning of last year. I think around the pre-season time, summer time, he actually played up front as well. I'm sure for Celtic for a couple of games because 
um, there was no strikers available. So he's kind of played that position before. Um, I mean, again, it's a different, another different type of player. He's not, he's not a kind of striker that's going to hold the play up. So it's more of a you're going to probably have to play the ball in behind the defence for him to run on to. Um, his movement for the for, for his goal was excellent. Oh, it was fantastic. So it was um, took it well. So it, it, it was something different, but again, it was it was a kind of game to try it because we are through in Europe. We've still got two. We still had two games to get the points that would uh, see us finishing the table. So it was probably the, the great chance to test it, test him in a European game as well, so that he's got that experience. Um, so. It was a kind of um, risk that kind of seemed to pay off. I mean, within the first fifteen minutes, I mean, it really paid off. So it did. Um, it was a, it was a bit of a strange performance, as as Boud said earlier. We never quite got to our absolute best, but we it was purely because we didn't we didn't need to. It looked as if we had many more gears to go up if you know Ren had demanded it. Um, but you know, this this is a game at the outset of the the campaign. I had said personally that I thought you know just let's. The, the main target should be let's see if we can win all our home games. We've won all our home games. We've continued the momentum um, that we, we'd kind of built up in the earlier games and we're unbeaten in, in the group. In this game, you know, you're going to with the last couple of minutes left and you're 3-0 up at home against Rennes, a team from, you know, the top league in France who, okay, they've maybe not been on the best run of form, but they're a quality team. They're better than anything else we face at, at domestic level. Um do you think, Samani, that we did we prove in that game just quite how good we are in a sense that we can get a result like that, such a positive result, when a there's no pressure on us really because we were already through, and two when we didn't have to get really get out of second or third gear? I think we'd already proven how good we are in in the games before games that mattered more, if you will, but. We've been here before, see if you go back to the Champions League campaign where we beat Man United 1-0, um, Nakamura free kick and then Boric's save. I think we had to go to Alborg away to top the group <clears throat> and we totally fluffed our, is that right? I think it was Alborg, I think we fluffed our lines completely. Now, <clears throat> this is obviously a wee bit different in terms of the fact it's the Europa League, it was a home game, but it was there, it was basically you've got two games to cement first place in the table, and we've done it without breaking sweat. Yes, um, would you call it a yet? Um, Ren had nothing to play for. Neither did Alborg back then either. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So the fact of the matter is, um, it was given to us on a plate, and we took it without breaking stride. So that was pleasing, and we did it with some fringe players coming in and getting game time. Well, well, one player that's come in recently, and you know, he's he's had a few games now. Um, and I've been really, really impressed with him, especially in this game. What's your thoughts on Greg Taylor? Yeah, I think he's um, went from strength to strength. I think there were some question marks around him from um, some fans, maybe just unsure if he could step up to the level of Celtic. But as you say, this he did. He looked unfazed in this game. And he didn't look out his depth in that level. Of not at all. Level of game. Not at all. And the the accusation levelled at him that maybe he's just he can do it defensively but not his attack minding um, absolutely blew out of the water uh, they did and you've kind of mentioned that it looked a bit easy it looked like a training game at points it was <laughs> bizarre to see but obviously fantastic um, and the other thing as well as much as I mean Rens didn't have anything to play for um, it wasn't their full strength side but when you've got 
squad players coming in a European game, that was their chance to prove something. So this could have been very easily a wee banana skin in our way to the top of this, this table. And everyone that played uh, did admirably. There wasn't, there, I don't think there was any disappointing performances. None that were like, oh my God, this is outstanding, other than maybe Forster with saves. But mm. aye, yeah. everybody, everybody looks I mean, it, really, it did really kind of highlight the strength and depth that we've got with Alexa Morgan and, and Greg Taylor. What's your thoughts on the... Kind of the competition at left back between Greg Taylor and, and Paul and Golly. Do you think there's a do you think there's a big difference in quality between the two, Kieran? Um there's not too much quality. Um I think Ball and Golly kinda edges it a bit more with his energy. I think getting forward he's he's much quicker getting forward. Um I think he um well he's been in the team longer now, so he's obviously got more of a kind of um link up with for instance, Forrest or Moy in the left, so he's kind of established that just now. So he kind of edges it, but Taylor's, I mean, if he continues going the way he's going, I mean, he really will be challenging him to potentially even t- overtake him as a, as a starter, so he can. Um, we'd obviously, uh, Ryan Christie scored the second goal, um, and then young Michael Johnson comes on, and uh, yeah, he he scores the, the goal of the night, um, I think we would all probably agree. You know, coming back after months out in a European game, fair enough. You know, by that point, seventy fourth minute, minute, he scored. I think he was only on the pitch a matter of minutes. Um, does that show just how special a player he could be for us, Samani? Do you think? Yep. Um, just to see his touch. I mean, we'll, we'll maybe touch on the the Ross County game um, as well um, before the pods finished. But the goal he scored um, on Thursday and the goal he scored on Sunday, they were there were different types of goal. But in terms of the quality, in terms of the wee nuances in them, the dip of the shoulder, the first touch to get past the defender, those are things that are hard to teach. You've either got that natural ability or you don't. He does. I mean, people have questioned him. Um, off the back of two games at Ibrooks, um, last season under the Rat, um, that they kind of—I don't think it was last season, but the season before, can't remember. But essentially, when he played those two games, he was thrown to the wolves. He was played up front and hung out to dry. He was hung out to dry, to be perfectly honest. But we've seen his quality with the assist that he played through for Edward um, at Ibrooks earlier on in the season, and we've seen that he's matured. He's going. To, he's a winger, so sometimes what you've seen up until now is that he's drifted in and out of games, which is natural at his age as well. Um, but it seems to me that he's starting to influence games more. He's on fire at the start of the season when he's influencing games more. It becomes you. You always got that moment of magic from him, and then maybe he drifted out. But see if he's influencing games for longer periods, it's going to be hard not to start him. I mean, yeah, Elianus is not our player. But he's come in and he's hit the ground running and he's been a wonderful addition. I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility that Johnson will be, be at a level of form that's higher than El Unice. And that, I think that's that, that's great praise I'm giving him there, but I think it's merited. Maybe I'm getting carried away. It's just what I see with him. So I was going to say as well, another thing of a good sign of quality is the fact of 
he's he's in the game a minute or two and he's taking that touch and he's taking that finish because sometimes you can see when players come into a game they take five ten minutes and sometimes you can see players yeah. take a poor touch and they're just saying oh they're just trying to get into the game the touch when he's he got the ball it, back from the one yeah, two that was incredible he's right in the game straight from round which just shows the mentality of him and the fact that he's switched on he's prepared and ready to actually get into the game and I think another thing is he, he looks you know, I don't think he's all the, all the way there yet, but he does look as if he's developed physically. He doesn't look like the flimsy winger that had came on yeah. previously when he first got his games under the the rat. Um, Billy Christie as well. Yeah, about is the comparison with Aidan McGeady is that a lazy one or an accurate one? Uh, I don't know if I'd call it lazy. I think it's an understandable um, comparison. Uh, both youngsters coming up. Um, <laughs> Both exciting, attacking, playing in the wing. Because I think but, that that goal, I think, was very McGeady esque. I, I, I think he'd done that a number of times. You could imagine that Aid McGeady doing that when he was a Celtic player. Maybe he didn't have the kind of the kind of um, end product that maybe Mikey Johnson's got just now, or seems to have just now. Um, producers making faces, but he doesn't yeah, have a mic, thankfully. On um, our pods about how underrated McGeady was or disliked by a lot of so-called Celtic fans, Louis McCaffrey. Yeah, <laughs> call out. Yep. Do you think Just he was prolific when he first there. came into the team? Um, Don't think so. Anyway, crack the, on, bud. Well, the exciting thing for me was I and Mikey Johnson had been away for that long. I was starting to doubt myself. Like, it, was he actually that good? Have I, have I just built him up my head? And then he comes on these two games, and my God. Boy, the boy is a player, uh, undoubtedly. He is a player. He is a football player. Accurate. Um, so we have we have qualified. Obviously, we had qualified going into the game, and we have now qualified as uh, group winners, um, and we still have a game to go. So you know how where does this rank in recent um, European campaigns for you, Salmani? Do you think we we've kind of eclipsed anything we've done in? in quite a long time fair enough as a Europa League but to put in the performances that we have <clears throat> impressive yeah it's better than anything we've done under uh, the rat the two th- last 32s were not convincing um, this has been more enjoyable Absolutely. you've actually you've actually we've went into games and you know we've had good results in Europe in the past but we could probably be rightly accused of riding our luck not we didn't really do that in these games so far. I mean, the first game away to Ren, I remember coming away from that feeling disappointed we didn't win. The Lazio games were like a a slugfest. Could have went either way, but quality wise, we matched them and surpassed them at times as well. Whereas I think we clearly showed we were better than Cluj at home um, in the first game, and I fully expect us even we had a, a weakened team over there. To, to show the same again so th- what's been pleasing about it is, is we've went in and we've won the group convincingly nobody can say that it's, we've been lucky um, and that's that's what's satisfying about it for me how, how much of an achievement is it for Neil Lennon personally do you think considering we had went out to Cluj and had all that drama with the, with the Champions League exit I mean he, he deserves an enormous yeah. amount of credit for for the way he's turned it around but Absolutely, absolutely, and he, he took criticism for the the Champions League uh, exit, and rightly that, so, rightly so, absolutely. Um, but yeah, as you see, he's absolutely turned it around. Um, as Sarmani was touching on, this has been far more convincing and far more enjoyable than anything uh, Brendan Rodgers did um, in Europe. Uh, 
you know, in the Europa League. Um, you also called him Brendan Rodgers. Don't um, do that again. Are you correct yourself good? immediately. <laughs> I think we've all we've all heard my thoughts and opinions <laughs> on Brendan Rodgers. I don't think I need to prove anything to anyone. But uh, I had a point to make. It was going so it's going to be a fantastic point. Probably the best point of the night. Apologies. Uh, aye, uh, Europe is dead good, and we're dead good at it. But no, I've forgotten it. It's Are gone. We? I was going to say as well. Obviously, with it. With the kind of levels you have to put yourself up to, to kind of perform in Europe, the kind of corresponding league games after it, take one sticky performance at Livingston and we've won our games. Now that used to be a bit of a problem for us when we were playing Europe, we would struggle the weekend after quite a lot with the domestic games, but um, apart from the Livingston, we've, we've come back and we've went and beaten teams quite convincingly at the time and included one where we, we beat Aberdeen. When I suppose the like third team in the in the league, um, and we trounced them four 0 so we're kind of we're not letting the kind of hard effort in Europe get lost. Getting back, coming back domestically as well, we're still kind of keeping that momentum going. That was a lovely segue into the the next game. Um, before we do move on to the Ross County game, um, we will of course kind of have a look back at the uh, Europa League campaign once the final. The, the final game against Cluj is, is finished and we know where we're at in terms of our points total and stuff like that. Um, but as Kieran mentioned, we then rolled into the, the Ross County game um, away, 12 o'clock kickoff away in Dingwall uh, on a cold Sunday. Just what you want after, um, well, at any point in your life, to be honest with you. Yeah. But, so, um, I mean, it's a made-up place for a start. <coughs> yeah, it, does, it doesn't, doesn't exist. exist. Um, but we, we ran out comfortable 4-1 winners um, in the end. The <laughs> the starting starting 11 um, saw Frimpong come in to, to right-back. Um, we had the greatest, Tam Rogic, uh, start in the mm. 10. How dare you? Um and again, keeping his place up front was uh, Lewis Morgan. How how difficult a tie do you think? Like how 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 kind of how difficult are these games when you do come back, Kieran, from a European game, especially off the back of a high? Like you know, we've we've had so many now because of this campaign. We've played so well and got so many positive results. These are potential banana skins, aren't they? They can be, yeah. Um, especially when you have to kind of travel. <clears throat> Quite further north, um, you've obviously the games are Thursday, early morning on Sunday. You've got to get short time in between, kind of like your rest time from the game, and then preparing for the Sunday game. Um, so it can be um, teams as well. When you're going to these kind of small teams; they just want to try and make the game hard for you. So they're trying to kind of really grind it down and really sit in deep, um, and just kind of frustrate us. Which I mean, to be fair, County did that in the first half. Um, but as as it's been throughout the whole season, which Lennon does, I mean, he must he seems to do one hell of a kind of team talk at half time because he seems to kind of kind of somehow get the performance levels raised again once the second half starts because quite a lot of the time the second half performance outdoes the first half performance and it's where we kinda of win a lot of games is kinda of coming out and just blowing the teams away. Um and we seem to we just continue doing that again. Um we totally dominated the game, controlled it. There was a wee rough 15 minutes in the first half where County came back in and we were a wee bit kind of over the place. Um, but once we rode that through, um, in the second half, and again, it was just it was just a, just a dominating performance. 
So Manny, me and you had we were on the reaction podcast, part of the Ninety Minutes in Patreon. Um and we, we were speaking a wee bit about, you know, although we were dominant and it was a very professional performance, we did have a wee a, a wee spell where we looked almost too comfortable after the first goal and we ended up conceding. Mm-hmm. Um but to be fair to the players they, they did kinda as Kieran says, especially second half, um, controlled the game a lot more and, and were clinical when they when they had to be. Did this performance did it show anything in terms of you know a team who unlike the maybe the Livingston game, which I know we we harp back to, but it was the game where we did lose our only points. You know, in terms of losing a game, it's the only game we've lost, um, and similar in that, it's a team that you know make things very physical and it's a small pitch and all that sort of thing. Do we look like we've kind of overcame that and we, we can handle those types of games in this campaign? Um, I think, having spoken about the Livingston game at home, some of the players who were upset by the physical nature of Livingston seem to have learned their lesson. Now, call them um, out, call them out. Julianne, mainly. Um he actually kind of publicly rebuked himself after the, the away game, talking about how he lost his head and things like that. Um, the pitch didn't help some of our <clears throat> more technical players. <clears throat> as I said at the time when Christie got sent off, I think that was as a direct result of the pitch. Um, but Living's C- County are a physical team as well, but we certainly handled it a lot better. Um, I think... I think in these games, a lot of the time, we need to show that we're the team at the top of the league and these are teams that are at the lower end of the league. Sometimes we get dragged down to their level, but we certainly really didn't do that. Barring the goal aside, um, we looked comfortably better than them, and that's all you can ask for. Um, for, for just to kind of cover the, the goals, Ryan Christie scored um, first to put us ahead, and then uh, Ross Stewart scored for Ross County in the 24th minute. Um, after, as we said, a, a kind of you know a, a sticky patch that we had, where we just looked as if we were very comfortable in the game. Um, Ryan Christie then scores again to make it two one before half time, and then uh, Thomas uh, Thomas Rogic uh, Saint Thomas scores on the sixty seventh minute. Um, you know Caesar and all that. Um, it was a beautiful deflection. Oh, well, that's so snide. Did it deflect? Off of a player and go in. That, see if you mean it. It's not a deflection. It's a. It's an assist okay. for the this other is guy. Almost as big a deflection from Louis as it was from Tam. It's nice to see you've woken up to comment. Thanks very much. <laughs> hey, I'm um, sick. <laughs> and uh, and then MJ obviously he scores uh, comes on and scores the winner. Before we get to uh, MJ in particular, Frimpong, what do you think of uh, Frimpong's performance? Bowed personally, I thought he was quite poor in the first half, um, and maybe the first signs that we've seen of a player who maybe you know we can't expect him to be a ten out of ten every single week, and it's, it, it, he's going to have moments where his form kind of dips. Luckily, in this game, it really only lasted. 45 minutes um, but it's nothing to worry about is it? No and I, I think you're being overly harsh I understand it wasn't his best performance but to say you know that, that half was a write off I think is inaccurate um, aye but yeah it wasn't it, it wasn't his most dynamic performance that we've seen but we've, he, we've just been so excited by him because he's looked so good before that but no I think uh, I think it was still a, a decent performance from him still really excited still would be happy to have him play on Sunday, not a problem. Aye. Aye. 
We'll, we'll come back to that. I know. I think. Yeah. I think we'll talk about that. Um, Morgan, continuing up front. Do you think that was the right decision, Kieran? And how do you think he played? He earned the penalty as well, didn't he? Yep. yep. Yeah. Which was so a definite penalty. I know there was some question marks around that, but guy kicks him. Absolutely. And yeah, they possibly should have done our one with Brown. Definitely. Don't touch Brown. Without <laughs> <laughs> <Out> permission. <laughs> Public service. Always, a, always <laughs> ask for permission first, correct? Kieran? Um <clears throat> Well, again, yeah. I mean, after his performance on Thursday, um, but you can. Would it have been harsh to, to to leave him out? Do you think he won? He, he merited his start after Thursday. Well, potentially not because Griffiths is an actual striker. Griffiths has had. He's been coming on. He's been getting game time, um, and you think obviously the European game maybe became a bit too early, but. By by coming Sunday, I mean he's now been he's now come out in the last what three four games, so he he must be at a point now where he can actually start. Um, and with him being an actual a, a natural striker, um, you would like to think that he would be the one to want to start. But then when you look back in hindsight, we won the game four one, so it's it's easy to say well no we didn't quite need uh, Griffiths. Morgan, it worked with Morgan. Um, I I mean it, 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 it did well. I mean he won the penalty. Um, and again, he's moving at times. Sometimes, because it works quite well with you've got Christy Forrest and Morgan. They can all kind of move around and interact, which can also confuse the fuse the opposition. So if one kind of drifts over to one side, the other one can slot into the middle, um, and they can uh, can bamboozle defenders and make better runs, open some space up for maybe some of the midfielders like Tom or Greg McGregor taking a run through. So it, it kind of worked. So um, it proved right to actually put him. Keep him in the, the starting lineup. So Manny, do you think Griffiths should have started? I think there has been a bit of debate as to why Griffiths isn't starting mm. these games when he is the natural striker, as uh, Kieran says. But you know, do, was that something that you would worry about? Or no, you. Yeah, I mean, you worry. You don't. You want to see Griffiths get back to the level he was at. Um, but if we're talking about this game uh, in isolation, you can see why he played him after. He's going against Ren, a bit of continuity, giving him confidence because he's a guy who's um, not really reached the, the sort of level that some people expected him to. Um, and he was fine. He was fine against Ross County, as you say. He won the penalty and he, he done well for the Rogic school. Um, so, yeah, I'm fine with him playing there. I would be a bit concerned if we thought that he was going to be a long-term option for us up front. Um, but for this game, no problem at all. We we had we made three substitutions in the game. We had uh, near Beaton come on. Lee Griffiths did come on and get. I think he got about fifteen minutes. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and Mikey Johnson came on again, highlighting the strength and depth that we've got. And you know, we really do have a squad of players that you know would get into pretty much every other team in the league. And, and it's great kind of depth that we've got at this point. MJ comes on oh, out of this world. Let's. Not literally, figuratively, it blew me away. <laughs> uh, I, was, I, I would have preferred it was literal, but um, yeah. Crack on. That, well, that was it. He what was it? Away. What was the better goal? <laughs> oh, MJ had the best goal of the game. No, no. What was the best goal? Oh, MJ goal, Wren or Ross County? I would say the Ross County one for me personally, but they're both absolute, absolute crackers. So Manny, uh, both crackers. Probably the Wren one, given the opposition and the touch. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't. Wouldn't bother if you picked either one, to be honest. Kill. Yeah, we swing towards the Ren. Ren? Yeah. Just the way he sets up the one Mainstream. two and then 
Drunken yeah, soldier. We are mainstream bouts a hipster, which is why I chose that. Absolutely. Go on. What would you choose? Oh no, I'd go mainstream, Ren. Yeah. Absolutely. Um three one, which was also the score. Oh. Terrific. Um Who would have predicted that so many? There is uh, there's not many there's I don't think there's many players although we were awash with really talented and, and quality players, I don't think there's many quite like Johnson in terms of the excitement that he brings to a crowd when he comes on. Yeah. Um and he really doesn't take long to, to show what he can do. Um obviously we we've got you know, a couple of games coming up this week and we're we're gonna obviously go on to Sunday. Um but before Sunday we do have the the game tomorrow night which is against Hamilton at home. Um we had uh, the very very beautiful to be honest with you, very beautiful uh, Stuart Duggan yep. at the press conference today. Handsome big uh, bastard. I don't even want to use handsome because I feel as if that's not even good enough. To be honest with you, he's just beautiful. Um, like not as nice as Somani, of course, because he's slimmed down a bit. He used to be a chubster, but <laughs> looking better now. Um, All for you, Louis. All <laughs> thanks, for you. Thanks, babes. Um, but we have got the Hamilton game, and, and at the press conference today, Neil Lennon was, um, you know, multiple times he was very quick to emphasise how he didn't want to talk about Sunday and that the fo- the focus was fully on the game tomorrow night against Hamilton. And he repeatedly got asked questions about Sunday. Absol- absolutely. Um, not from 90 minutes, I think, though. No, not from us. We're pros. We listened. Um, but about the, that's the right attitude to have, isn't it? The next game is always the most important one, especially where we are in the league. Absolutely, absolutely. Um as you say, league very close. Also, just not disrespectful Hamilton. I mean, there's a game there. We all understand that, you know, everyone's excited about the final at, at the weekend. But as Lennon said, there's another press conference before that. Just talk about what's upcoming, um, which is the Hamilton game. Yep, and we've we've had um, we've had a number of players out recently, uh, a number of injuries, um, and today we had the. Uh, the training session, obviously the, the cameras and stuff were at the training session and then Neil Lennon was asked about uh, kind of giving an injury update uh, at the press conference. So, uh, Elanusi, uh, Eddie, Ball and Golly, Bio and Hayes all started, oh, sorry, all started, all trained today. Um, he did say that in Cham also he trained and he will is in with a very good chance of starting the game tomorrow night. The rest of them won't play tomorrow night. They're not ready. Um, would you start, would any of us start in Cham um, tomorrow? And how would we approach tomorrow? Because I think it's, some people are maybe a bit too quick to, maybe this is why Neil Lennon was saying what he was saying today, but it'd be very easy to just see this as a training game and see it as, you know, uh, you know nothing to worry about, but we can't treat it like that, can we? No, but it's, at the same time, it feeds into what you were saying earlier, the, the quality of our squad, the players we've got in that squad. There's a good five central midfielders that we can just play about with, and it's better than any midfield in the league. So it's absolutely fine to give Scott Brown a rest tomorrow and play in Cham. But well, we've got Rogic as well, we've got McGregor, we've got, um, we've got Christie, depending if you're playing him out wide. So there's all sorts of options there, and given players that maybe haven't played as much, such as in Cham game time, isn't disrespecting Hamilton or not taking this game seriously. He's an outstanding player, so absolutely happy to rotate that a bit. 
would Tomani would you rotate and to what extent? Um, my concern's more about the players who haven't played with Edward, um, El Yunusi and Bolly. Now, if they are, you know, if they're touching goal, what do you do? Do you try and get them a wee bit of sharpness by playing them on Wednesday? Uh, or do you leave them to Sunday with a risk that they're not going to be able to hit the ground running and they're not going to turn in the performance that they need to in a game like that? So that's my, where, where the question marks would be for me. Um, but as Boud says, we've got that many options and they're you know, of that level of quality that it doesn't really matter. It's probably you, you, you trust in Lennon to do what he feels best. I mean, we, we we talked about those five central midfield. You could even play Beton as well. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I was um, going to say that. You've got Beton had obviously came on. Um, another name to throw into the mix, suddenly playing the, the development game the other day was Abui Kouassi. I don't know if that is potentially... Start might... on Sunday. Wow. No, okay, maybe maybe backtrack. I'd rain that in. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you, you don't know if someone like that is going to come out of the cold and, and get a game. I think it was a bit, it's a bit unusual that he would play in the development game because you would think that that would be in preparation for something, Kieran. But what what would you do? What names would you like to see start? Um, I'd actually or would like, you just go? Would you just go strongest, strongest I mean, possible? Potentially not fully the strongest because you've all. We've also, you know, you can't kind of go living by that. Is the fact of we need to be slightly careful no one picks up an injury tomorrow and then rules himself out a Sunday. Um, with one, if it's a, a crucial player, that could be quite a factor for us on Sunday. Um, so I, I've seen we've seen before when it comes to even after European games, Lennon will make the odd one or two changes. He doesn't go wholesale where previous managers may have done, where they maybe have like rested six or seven, and it actually backfired. So we kind of have to because you're still keeping that momentum and continuity with the squad. Um, that you want to just keep that going game to game. Even the players, I mean, the, the players are probably at stations now where there's very little training. So it's just game by game because they're coming so thick and fast. So they, they will just want to keep their fitness levels up to that high standard that Neil Lennon ball demands from the players as well. So by the demand for by the the players being able to do that, they just have to play. So you'll find I know we always say Scott Brown should get a rest, but Scott Brown will demand to play because that's just the kind of type of player he is. He just wants to play every game to his full capacity just to kinda of keep the kind of levels up. So um I potentially see in Sham will actually replace uh, Rogic, I think. Whoa. Potentially, I think that's because I don't. E now. <laughs> I, I mean, ideally, I would actually like rest him for the weekend. Yeah, I, like, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I'd actually <laughs> ideally like to see him rest McGregor. I think McGregor really does need a need a rest. I know he's probably like Brown and wants to play every game, but he's apparently the most played player in Britain I think, at the moment. Yeah, well, I something like that was that I carbon that. footprint or something. So you could you could easily swap him for in Cham. Um, well, that's probably a better question. Who do who do we think? Needs needs a rest. I mean, if if this was the game that you were going to rest players at home to Hamilton, who who do you prioritise for a rest ahead of Sunday? So Manny, let Bow speak. I was just going to say, I think the back line you typically leave. Although the only thing I'd say is, let's see if you've been out you know a week or so. You getting your match sharpness or fitness back in a game isn't necessarily as important as someone maybe like Bolly who's been out for a good while. So if you think he's genuinely in contention for Sunday and is fit enough to play tomorrow, then you probably want him to get some minutes in the park. Um, 
but the rest of them, I, I wouldn't be resting anyone in the back line. You know, the keeper, it is. It's McGregor or Brown, I think, that probably need a rest relative to everybody else. Um, Forrester would be tempted just because he's so important. Mm. We've got so many wingers as we've talked about, so it's good for them. Scott Sinclair, you know, Scott Sinclair crying out for game time. Not not had any. Uh, a big player, you know, a big player that could potentially come in. We've also got um, Schwed. I mean, we've not really seen much of him, but possibly a chance for uh, for him to play. There's options. As good a shout as Kuasi. Come on, the guy's no the guy's no played since the qualifiers or something. But we've all decided that he is messy, so it doesn't really matter. That's true. That's true. Um, so I'd be tempted to to rest Forest. Is what I'm saying. I'd agree. Rest Forest. Um, to be fair, he had a rest at the weekend. Predictions? I'm going to go with uh, 5 0 to Celtic. Strong. <laughs> Celtic 4 Hamilton 0. I normally change my prediction when someone matches it, but no, I'm going 4 0 as well. Me and Sarmani. Uh-huh. On the correct train, very conservative. Get the mortgage on it. Very conservative. I am going eight nil. <laughs> no, um, remember that eight one against Hamilton. Aye, um, Bigardi. Um I, I think I don't actually think it will be that high scoring. I think there might be a wee bit of. I think it might be kind of flat because I think there might be so many changes. I'm going to go two uh, nil. I think. Um, I hope for more. I hope for more. Um, but anyway, yeah. that's all That's all the serious business done. Now we can start looking forward to the main event. Sunday. Bloody Sunday. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so Sunday sees us um, in the Betfred Cup final at Hamden against the forces of evil, uh, the Rangers. That's Confidence good. levels get into the game. Bout. Can I? You're setting the tone for yeah. a lot of people's weeks here. Yeah, am I? Aye. Uh, it's one of those. I'm kind of when I think about us versus them, not a problem. But it's just it's a it's a cup final that terrifies me. The fact is, so you're shitting your ring at this I point. I am. Now. It's a bit the squeaky bum too. Yep, turtle head. Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> so, Manny? Well, I suppose it, I'm a confident. Do I think we'll win? Yes. However, it is. I don't know. However, it's a one off final. They've not won anything in their entire history. That's not true. They've won some <coughs> lower tier uh, trinkets. Did um, they eventually win the. The Petrofac Cup yep. at the fourth try. I yes, believe they managed to do it, but hey, it's a trophy that we've never won. Um, it's a one-off. They've never won anything um, in their history. The referee, anything can happen. They're closer to us than they have been. I think I think we've got better quality in every area of the pitch, if I'm being honest. But sometimes it can simply come down to a one-off game yep. where a refereeing decision can swing it. So... Previously, we've gone into games and we've had absolutely no doubt oh, we're going to win. I'm not like that just now, but if you ask me if if, if I think we're going to win, I would say yes. Kill. Um, I'm I'm confident we're going to win. I think um, I think we've shown. We've, I mean, we've been to Ibrox, 
and we played them pretty much off the park. So we've shown we can do it in that. I know it's Hamden. Um, it's the it's the final. It's the big day against them. But we've now been there for the last nine finals, and we've got that experience. We know what's required. There was the whole time when Aber- we played Aberdeen a couple of times, and it was oh they're the second force. Oh that's it's going to be really tight and didn't come anywhere near us. Um, I think it's very it's very very important. Well, without saying that our midfield starts the game. If our midfield starts the game, we're going to win that game. We just cannot allow them um, to get, to kind of start to kind of, even just the possession within the first two or three minutes, we've got to try and allow it to be ourselves have got it and not them, because that'll give a kind of breathing space for ourselves and it'll give us a wee bit of confidence in the ball and I think, I think once that starts, I think we'll, we'll kind of have a really good start into the game and I think we'll start to, I think we'll kind of really control the game. Another thing I think, and not to be too negative, but we have a lot of important injuries and hopefully, as you said, a lot of them are coming back. I think having Eddie there is going to be a big difference, whether or not he's fit and can play. Well, I'm supremely confident. I feel like it's one of those games. I feel like... Um, we, 5-0, 8-0, I, 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 I think we might embarrass them. 10-0 for I, the 10th trophy in a row. It, it could well be. You're hearing it here first. That might still be conservative. Um, mortgage in that. In fact, make it a double with 4-0 over Hamilton. I think um, I, I think we're going to smash them. I think we're going to humiliate them. I don't, I don't think they're as good as what they think they are. And I think um, we're going to take some limbs in the first few minutes. <laughs> and we're going to beat them with them, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, that might result in a red card or two. But Hey, Scott Brown owns Scottish football. Correct. He'll do nothing. <laughs> what? Aye, he owns it. I mean... From the plane, he owns it. Flip. <laughs> Flop. Flip. Just because Flop. he's the owner what's of that? the franchise what, what, does that? not mean that he is the MVP of the franchise. Did I just see your credibility fly past the window there? No, it flew past it's been a long time ago. <laughs> um, but no, no, I'm, 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 I'm feeling very confident. This isn't a nervy one for me at this point in the week anyway. I don't know. That might change later in the week. But right now, I just have a really good feeling about it. I think we are, we've shown, you know, the, the league form, and we're, I want to talk a wee bit about uh, Rangers in terms of, you know, how they're doing in the league and, and what that tells us. But I think looking at just us, I think we we've got players who are playing their best football they've ever played. You've got Edward... Christie, to name just two, who you know are playing exceptionally well every week. If players like that, as we've all, all mentioned, if they are fit and they're playing and they start the game as they have done, which I don't see any reason why they wouldn't, then I can only see us winning the game. I, I, I just don't think they're as good as us. Don't get me wrong, as Somani says, it's a final, referees, all Masons. that sort of thing, Masons... <laughs> Handshakes. You don't know what could happen, but um, personally, I'm I'm very very confident. How do we approach it then? Kieran's kind of alluded to how you know how important the midfield battle is, as it always is in these games, and how how important it is to start the game. How would you approach it? About do we try and assert ourselves right away? Do you try and see out the first fifteen minutes? Maybe a bit cagey. Would you change anything in how we we've been playing? Going because it is a final and it's a one-off game. No, we 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 just play to our best. We go at them. Obviously, you you might not go. F- I'm gonna say buck wild. I don't know. If, is that an expression? <laughs> you go but, buck wild. If you want. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, be pragmatic about it. But yeah, generally, just go at them. Show them what we've got. 
I think you play your best players. I think that means in midfield it's Brown, McGregor and Christie as a central three and then see from there. I think assuming he trusts that Johnson's fit, he started Mikey Johnson because he's just explosive. So Manny, what would you do and would you be, you know, we've seen Rangers um, under Gerard presses and a lot of the time, you know, I don't think any football player likes to be pressed and harassed on the on the ball. You know, if we are going to try and dominate possession, we're going to have to be able to play through that press. Is that is that something that we just need to deal with, or do we try and change our game and maybe let them have more of the ball and really try and hit them on the the counter attack when you know when we do win it back? Because we've also seen a Lennon team do that. Yeah, I think um, I think they played narrow. When we played them at Ibrox um, earlier in the season, whether he didn't trust his his um, his wingers Shine at that players. point, <laughs> he trust his wingers at that point, or wanted to try and pack the midfield to win the midfield battle. Um, I think when we've been beaten off them, it's been because of a weakness in the central midfield area. So Kieran saying that that's going to be key to it. I absolutely agree with. I also think though. Um, our wide players getting forward um, and our full backs getting forward will be key to this as well now one of the main creative outlets for them is Tavernier now when we've been at our best against them in recent years it's because we've had somebody like Sinclair has them pressed back had them on the back foot um, and it's really negated them coming forward and it would be the same um, I would imagine on the right hand side if you can get Frimpong assuming he starts and Forrest really pinning them back um, it kind of really takes away from their attacking prowess. So I would approach it, I, I would come out the traps right away. I think that's something that they've used to good effect over the last couple of years, but I would try and do that to them in terms of getting forward and trying to get an early goal. I would just try and hit the ground running because I think if we go in front, I think if we go in front, it would be really difficult for them to come back. Um, so the way, I, the, the way I would approach it is just... just go at them from the first whistle. Kieran, how much confidence do you take from, from Neil Lennon being in the dugout um, in a game like this? We all, when, when he came in at the end of last season, you know, okay, he wasn't going to make wholesale changes to the Rats team, but everybody thought he'll get the players up for, for a game, he'll, he'll motivate them, and he is a fantastic motivator. But he's got a great record against Rangers at, you know, all the teams he's been at, he did a really good record against them uh, with Hibs. Does that does that breed confidence, especially with how we've been playing both domestically and in Europe? Do you think he really is a source of you know massive motivation and tactical awareness because he does know how to set teams up? Oh, absolutely. I think um, he's turned us all around over the summer. Um, first, when we the appointment, we were a bit. We were very sceptical, we were a bit down, we weren't really wanting it. But then as the season started and as the season went on, it's just what a transformation he's made. The, the type of football we're playing as well, it's it's possessive football, but it's it's offensive um, possessive football. The way we were under the rat, it was just back fours, back fours, keep the ball, entice them out. But with us, it's keeping the ball, but driving forward with it. You can see the centre-halves will move forward with the ball. You can see the centre-halves are now making kind of cross-ball passes. Julian's, I've seen it in the last few games, he's now starting to put that to his game where he can actually 
pick out the wingers. There's been a couple of times where there's been cross balls from centre half right out to the forest in the wing, and he's actually received the ball. So there's there's quite a bit of different type of football to ourselves now, and I mean we've seen it. He's he's a hell of a man a man motivator. Uh, like I said earlier on for one of our couple of games, at half time he seems to try. He seems to get an extra gear or two out of us. The first half we can sometimes it can be a bit. Kind of a bit flat, and um, we're still got the, we're still controlling the game, but we're not creating enough chances. And um, we're being clinical. He does something at half time. Again, it'll be probably keeping an eye on the tactics. Um, and he makes maybe slight wee tweak changes, or he just motivates them. And they they can find at the traps. We see it so many times. Second half performance is always better than the first half performance. So you've kind of got that at the back of your mind that if Sunday's not going too well in the first half. We know at half time he's gonna he's gonna do something, he's gonna get them going. Um and what's more than the fact of we're against Rangers, a cup final to make it ten in a row of trophies, which could lead to another ten in a row of something else, which Yeah. There's there, there's I think there's a lot of personal motivation for Neil Lennon as well. This is a tournament he's never won as a manager. Um and you know, it, although I obviously he completed the, the treble last year, but you know, it's his team now and, and you know, this is the first opportunity for Silverware of his new team. Um, so I think, you know, the, the motivation for him personally will be huge, like from, from a professional point of view. Um, so before we, we look at Rangers and try and um, break them down, starting 11 for us then, we assume, you know, after the, today's press conference and players training and all that sort of thing, let's assume that everybody comes through the, the game tomorrow against Hamilton. Let's start at the the back four. Fraser Foster's obviously going to be in goals. Who plays right back? Do we play Frimpong? Yes. Yes. Um, El Hamid, I think he's still out injured. Um, Our producer was saying earlier he was meant to be out for six weeks, and that was a couple of weeks ago. So it looks as if he's he's definitely not going to uh, play a part. It's a massive game for Frimpong. I mean, fair enough, he he played really well in the semi uh, semi final, but massive game for a young player like that. But no hesitation. No hesitation. It'd be a massive game for Bauer as well, but yeah, I think Frimpong's done enough that he's earned that slot. He's uh, been playing the game, so he's the one that's getting <laughs> with the form just now and um, to the game time. It's it's, um, a, it's also a, a place where he's more likely to thrive compared to maybe Ross County, tighter pitch, yep. you know, a, a defensive team. Um, he's going to have a lot of space, and, and as Samani was saying earlier, you'd be hoping that him, uh, James Forrest, could maybe you know, pin them back a bit. Um, mm. And he's got the recovery pace. And everyone wants four at the back, no three at the backs. No, no, not in this podcast. Um, left back, ball and goalie, he's trained um. all week, so many. He's looking great. His walk through the canteen is exceptional. Does he play or do you stick with Greg Taylor? This is the, this is the one of probably the call for me. This is where you earn your money. This is where you earn your money. I would... be tempted to stick with Taylor Ooh, I did not expect that oh, neither he can tight. he's cup tied oh, so therefore <laughs> ball and golly come on down yeah okay I, f- I completely forgot, ah, I forgot about that Taylor I so shows you how professional this podcast is um, I would I'd be maybe I'd be more maybe potentially Johnny Hayes Johnny Hayes has only missed two games so he's still got the fitness ball he's been out now for what four or five weeks and if he doesn't get any game time on Wednesday, I think 
I think Sunday might come too sooner for him. Whereas he's it was a shoulder injury which it shouldn't really kind of affect him. Yeah, it really man. Aye, so I shoulder. think I think I would, I, I think I would go with Johnny Hayes. That, this is the one thing that this is the one position that kind of worries me a wee bit. Um, and you know maybe I'm I'm probably being too harsh in Bongoli, but obviously we had the. The ball and goalie that started his Celtic career and looked very kind of fragile and, you know, slightly out of his depth. He came it's, on to a great game. That's a myth. Hold on. He didn't, he didn't Hold look on. bad at any point. People we can't, just made up we nonsense can't, about him. That's pish. That is I'm not box. saying he, he started and he was the best left back we've ever seen, which is what he is now. But it's, every just, single person in this podcast was shitting the bed about ball and goalie to start. Nah. And including Chris Gallagher, who doesn't have a mic right now, but he's talking absolute nonsense with all the signs he's making. He was calling him out just like everybody else. I mean, I, I enjoy the fact that you're tearing him apart when he can't respond <laughs> properly, but um, you're talking absolute mince, pal. Great, thanks. Um, but my worry is that we get the, you know, he comes back and he doesn't hit the ground running and he doesn't come back like, say, MJ's came back and he, and he does look rusty. You know, he's going to be up against probably Ryan Kent. Yeah, yeah. And there, there was somebody as well. made a very good point about um, whether or not he plays tomorrow is really important. It was me. It was a very good point that I yeah, made. Yeah, terrific point. Um, but I, I think that's, I think that makes a big difference. Does he get game time tomorrow? Do we get to see him run out? Is he fit enough? Is it? Yeah. But we'll know all that in the next 24 hours. Um, midfield three. So we're, we're, so who's playing ball and golly? Kieran? I'm going with Johnny Hayes. Hayes. Bolly. 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 Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you I can't would... say all that and then not play him. For fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. I've not seen him in training. Let, I'll speak to Neil. Jesus. He'll give me a wee update and then I'll let you know. But Great. Aye. Bolly, if, if if Neil Lennon thinks he's fit enough, bowling golly. Midfield three, regardless of the Hamilton game, regardless of who plays and who is you know rested potentially tomorrow, the midfield three has got to be Brown, McGregor, and Christie. Yes. No. Anybody for me? No. Oh. Lennon might have Christie out wide, so then that brings in and Cham. But I'd assume he'd go and Cham over Rogic for this, but. Yeah, I would. I would. I would be Brown, McGregor, and Cham because I want us to kind of dominate that midfield. I don't want them to have a chance in there. And I feel in, in Cham, he's kind of power, um, and he's <clears throat> his skill as well. At times, I think he'll do well in the midfield and can get him and McGregor can obviously take turns getting forward to support Eddie. Eddie up front, if it is obviously a given, so we don't really need to cover that, but. So if if you're not playing, yeah, yeah because presume right for us on the left. So El- I wouldn't put MG right in right now because MG off the bench is a really good op- or, um, option option to have. To kind of we've seen it twice now. It's it's worked well for us. So when they think they're kind of had a tough game, tired out, sixty minutes, sixty five minutes, whack the wee man on and he'll just run at them as well. Whack him on, <laughs> some money. I'm um, whacking them on. Your midfield three. Um, it's Brown, McGregor, and Christie. And I think we need Christie's work rate in central midfield. I think accommodating Forrest on the left, he can play there, but you get the best out of him in the right. I'm assuming we've rested him on Hamilton, for the Hamilton game. He'll be ready to go. I would start El Yunusi or Johnson on the left. Maybe El Yunusi if he's going to make it, because I do agree that Johnson might be a good impact player. But for the balance and the shape of the team, I play that midfield three and I play Forrest on the right and a proper left winger. 
Um, and Cham's a guy who you can bring on if you want to steady the game later. Um, we've seen what he did at Ibrox. You've seen when he comes on, he's just cool, uh, under pressure, can take the ball, can hold possession. So I think he might be used later for some game management. But I start with uh, that midfield three. I would, Christy, in there. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. I would um, I would like to see. I think in Cham. Uh, in Cham, Tam and uh, Johnson are brilliant options off the bench. I think Johnson in particular, you know, uh, we've given him all the plaudits that he deserves and he's fantastic and he gets us all really excited when we see him play. But I think he's probably going to make a bigger impact coming on in the last 20 minutes of the game maybe than Elanusi might. I think he'd probably be able to give you more and certainly also defensively as well if the game is tight. Um, so that's that's our starting 11. Let's kind of focus a wee bit on uh, Rangers. They are, you know, there's a goal in it in the the, the title race, if you want to call it a title race, which I think we probably should be at this point. Um, after December. After December. Um, so, you know, they've got the same number of points. as has, has Have you been impressed from what you've seen? Any of you seen anything and thought, you know, they really do look dangerous in, in any aspect of them that we need to be wary of? My big fear at the start of the season, and I think it's, it's very much coming true, the rest of the league, or at least the top players of the the league, yeah, sorry, top teams in the league, are on a downwards trajectory. So I think I don't. Rangers are obviously doing well and they're grinding out results, but I don't think they're that much better than they were. I think it's just a case of everyone outside of Celtic are that much worse. Okay, so Manny, um, I think Morelos is a danger. He's not scored against us, but he started to score in the Europa League. Um, you know, his temperament's still there. I mean, you would hope that Brown would wind him up uh, and hopefully get him sent off again. But I think he's a better player than a lot of Celtic fans are giving him credit for. don't think he's close to being as good as Edward. So that comparison's a bit daft, but that doesn't mean he's not a good striker. He's got, I've always thought he had a good movement, but he's finishing let him down. But he seems to be scoring a lot more this season. So he's obviously a concern. Um other than that, I don't think I think we're stronger than them in every area. So it's it's about us turning up and performing as opposed to what they do or they don't do. I mean Kent's another guy who can give you flashes a good play, but would you have him um compared to any other wide players? No, you wouldn't. Um so you know, you watch them, you're you, you know, you you're you're mindful of them, but there's nobody there that you I think you single out for special attention. Yeah, I think I think Bowd's partly right in what he says in terms of the, the quality of the opposition in the league. You know, they have they've done well to create that gulf between them and the rest again. Um, you know, even if they haven't been able to do that with us, um, they've managed to put distance between, you know, them and the rest of the league. Um their team pretty much picks itself. They're, they've got a quite a consistent um, starting eleven. They always pretty much play a four-three-three. Um, so Manny mentioned earlier on about you know the the game at the the start of the season. Gerard got it completely wrong pretty much and played kind of far too narrow. Um, maybe partly because he didn't have the likes of Ryan Kent because obviously he wasn't there at that point um, and he maybe didn't trust his his wider players as much, but. 
he's kind of more or less settled on a starting 11, so we've got Alan McGregor in goals, boo. Tavenier at right back, Goldson, Holander, and Barisic as the back four. I can't it's, really it's imagine. Barisic going to be fit for it because it was talk that he wasn't there. Um, I'm I'm not sure if mm. he didn't go off in the the Hearts game. So obviously the last game that they played was five 0 um, against Hearts. Um, their midfield three was uh, Glenn Kamara, uh, UV linked. Uh, yep. Glenn Kamara. Um, Stephen Davis and Joe Aribo, but obviously the the one player that they didn't have in that game, and arguably from you know the mainstream media's point of view, their their best player Ryan Jack, he was rested for that game, but we would expect him to probably come in for a Rebo, so that'd be a midfield of Kamara, Davis, and uh, Jack, and then a forward three, you would presume, uh, Arfield, Morelos, and Ryan Kent, Kieran. Any of those players that you would be particularly concerned about when you mm. when when we've already spoken about our starting eleven, any matchups? No, I mean about? I think their midfield seem very kind of like kind of hard working, kind of like almost defensive type players. There's not a lot of kind of like technique and exciting and kind of um, offensive type out of those three. Um, <clears throat> so, but that's probably what they want to do. They'll want to have their kind of half their men try and put a kind of stamp on the game. Um, so we've kind of obviously got to learn not to do that. Uh, I mean, the real, the only one really to be wary of is Morelis, but it's down to the form he's in just now. Not so much, not so much what he does against us previously because he hasn't done anything. He's not scored against us, but that has to change at some point. Um, now that could be, it could be Sunday, um, but has he? I mean, his temperament's changed, but his temperament's possibly changed because he's not. Um, being wound up enough, the opposition and the rest has gone. Aren't probably winding them up as much, so we'll see how if see we'll see if he has that and if how he reacts to Scott Brown because we know Scott Brown will rail him up, rail him up. So yeah, we'll see a, how he deals with it. It's a it's a big game for him, and I, I think you know you can't argue with how kind of consistent he's been in terms of you know his goals and in, in the league and stuff. But he is coming up against a different level of gravy. Certainly is. Um... He is a he's as meat free gravy vegan vegan yep, gravy. Yeah, uh, someone who's saying he is he, he's a really good striker. There's no doubt about that. People are just talking mince when they're saying he's better than Edward and comparing him with oh, Arsene. Jesus. I mean, this is just utterly utterly ridiculous. But but, but what, what do you think this? What impact would this have? Will it have any impact at all on the league? It's hard to say. It's one of those if if Rangers do the unthinkable and get a wee help from the referee and they win this game on Sunday, then obviously it gives them confidence, it gives them a boost. But ultimately, as we've talked about, we've got the better first team, we've got the better squad. At the end of the day, this the league's there for us to win it. Um, I don't think Rangers have been particularly unfortunate with injuries yet, so you'd imagine all things being equal, they're going to start seeing some players getting injuries, getting suspensions, and they'll start dropping points. Um and then the champs will win nine in a row. I think for Zandi as well, the interesting is they've got a tougher preparation for it because they're having to go to Petodri tomorrow. Um, whereas we're at home, obviously, to kind of Hamilton, which is slightly easy. Plankton. Plankton. Yeah. Um, whereas they've got a tougher try up there. Aberdeen are wanting to obviously show that they're not as bad as they were back in... I think August, September when they were at Ibrox and they get scalped 5-0 so they're obviously want to try and get 
try and get their own back on that. So it could it could be a tough game for them. I don't see it. I, I think no one. There's just there's just something about it just now that there's not like we've been said. And I said there's no teams in Scotland that are really challenging us anymore. So let's get to the predictions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll leave you to the end because you know you like to have the big build up. Bowd prediction. Rangers one. Oh, he's Celtic. giving them. He's giving them a goal. Celtic four. Oh, we <laughs> copy can't now. Kieran Haran. I'm going with a three-one to Celtic. Eddie with two and MG with one off the bench. Fantastic. Um, I actually thought the same as Bowd. I, th- I think four-one. I think it's going to be a pumping. It's a smashing. Um, going think, down the history books. Yeah. I think I think this could be it, it. It won't be a classic because it won't be very you know evenly contested. It's going to be shut the fuck. See this guy. It's, I would um, take part. I would, you won't even know I'm here, guys. I know, can he can he help himself, man? I know. Ratty, ratty wee That's face. Fucking shut. You're, dis- you're an embarrassment to ninety minutes. Like. For you. Anyway, four um, one. Somani, go for it. The floor is yours, or the table is yours. The mic is yours. Go for it. Rangers, two. Jesus. Celtic, Uh four. Oh, there we are. It's old 4-2. That old chestnut. A ding-dong battle. (laughs) But the good guys came out on top. And we all go home. Happy. Before we're almost done, we've got a couple of questions from, from Twitter, but I would like to pose one of my own. Imagine in this month of December... Steven Gerrard, they're not still not qualified for the next stage of the Europa League. It goes against them. They get knocked out of Europe. They get beat on Sunday. They get beat in the New Year's game. Does Gerrard go in January during the break? <laughs> That's a remarkable series of events. That but they've happened, so... We're, we're, they're, they're going to happen. You like to predict things, so what, what, what do you think would be the outcome? Sacked or will he jump ship and try and get a job in England I think there is a mid-table championship club with his name on it if that happens I don't think he'd be pushed out though I think it would take a ridiculous set of results for Rangers to get rid of Steven Gerrard right now because they've got nothing else yeah yeah. other than Big Watty if he's even still alive Um, Kieran I'm not even going to come to you I'll come to you with a proper question alright Stephen Russell asks on Twitter if both fit would you prefer Johnson or Moy to face Tavernier Come on, both fit, both fully fat. Good Celtic men. Um, I would like to go with Moy. I, I quite like his recovery when losing the ball or if the pass doesn't pull off. I think he gets back very well and wins possession back, which I don't see. I've not really seen in a lot of wingers before. And Forrest doesn't have it, and there's Mikey have that, but there's something in him that I quite like that he's just that kind of, kind of like almost a box to box kind of winger where he will yeah, get back um, just a, a wee shout out to Lewis Laird because he also asked that question so hopefully we've Kieran's answered that for you and lastly it's just a comment it's not even a question but Comrade Kieran uh, says I hope Morelos breaks his leg and I think we would all echo those sentiments <laughs> on the 90 Minute Sonic podcast um, it's, it's a massive week um, you know, cup final, we've all predicted it, we all know the, what the outcome's going to be now, we're all very much looking forward to it. I'm feeling better, Louis. I mean, you look I'm, remarkably yeah. better. Yep. 
This hoodie's done a lot. I get the old uh, butterflies when we started talking about it. Yeah, yeah I'm getting yeah, excited uh, about it. I'm, I'm looking forward it's to this It's time, one. you know. I mean, yeah, Hamilton and all that, but come on, let's let's get into it, get the tunes on. Um, Chris Bowd, thanks very much for fighting through your cold and uh, performing to such a high cold. level. I always perform. You do. I've heard that. Um, so, Manny? Pleasure as always. Thank you. Kieran? You are, you're terrific. Uh, I always am. I uh, love being here. You can take your boots off now. Uh, I've been Louis McCaffrey, and we'll speak to you down the road. Mm-hmm.